Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I'm Erica Del Sordo, here to discuss topics that affect people's personal and professional lives. Join me each week as we talk with experts who know how to answer life's questions and ease your mind. Hi, I'm Erica Del Sordo, and welcome to today's talk with Erica. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to my YouTube channel and feel free to like and comment. You can find the direct link to YouTube on my website, ericadelsordo.com. Today's talk with Erica is brought to you by Cobra Joe Productions. Now, I'd like to get started on my fabulous guest, Miriam Gilmore. Miriam began her career in the real estate title insurance industry in 1993 when she opened Mutual Trust Title Inc., a title insurance agency that she would build and grow for 15 years. Now, being the sole owner of Mutual Trust Title Inc., Miriam ran all aspects of the business from marketing, strategic planning, and customer service to creating and implementing a balanced infrastructure to have the operation run as efficient as possible, making sure customer service was always at its highest level. She also launched one of the first lean search companies in South Florida in 1996 City Search Title Support Services, as well as buying and operating a high-end furniture consignment store, the Furniture Exchange, in 2009. These entrepreneurial experiences have given Miriam vast knowledge in what it takes to build and run a successful business, as well as taught her some valuable life lessons. To learn more about Miriam Gilmore and her entrepreneurial tips and advice, you can check out her podcast that you can listen to on Apple Music, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. It's called Shake and Not Deterred. Hi, Miriam. Hi, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. You have so much to offer. And we were just discussing that you have, you know, the, the knowledge that everyone's trying to figure out right now. What is the climate of the market? What's going on? We have a lot of entrepreneurial born folks, you know, out of this pandemic. So we have a lot to talk about. And what's funny is I was noticing on your your LinkedIn page, I was telling you, I really like your motto, helping home buyers buy and realtors sell with ease in the process. And is that what you're doing lately? <laughs> Have you been helping a lot of people with ease during this time? I, I think I've been trying to bring like an ease of this process because it's, it's let alone with no pandemic going on, it's a stressful process. So just adding this into the mix is actually just making things, you know, more stressful and more worrisome. Um, I can go over some of the things that have changed right now and that people are having to deal with in this new world that we're in, um, hopefully temporary at this time. Hopefully temporary. Absolutely. Um, so what are the rates doing at this point? What were they before this started and what are we looking at now? Well, I'm glad you asked that because that is something that I think most consumers uh, should definitely be aware of. Uh, when Before all of this started, early March, uh, late February, rates were really, really good. Things were really good. We had a really strong market, one of the strongest we've seen since the 2008 and 2009 debacle. So things were really getting back to a nice, strong flow. And since then, you know, there's all these advertisements, uh, refinance or buy, rates are so low, they're uh, historically low. And although that is true to some extent, they still are very good and they still are low. They're not, say, as aggressive as people are thinking. I mean, people are thinking rates are in the twos or high twos, you know, 
and it's not necessarily that way, right. uh, especially because of the financial climate and everything that's happening. I'm, I'm not sure how in tune you are with, you know, the forbearance issues that are happening with homeowners that obviously lost their jobs or are afraid of losing their jobs and are being told that, you know, they should go into a forbearance. Um, so all of those things that are for people who already own their home are also affecting people who are going to buy Mm-hmm. because it throws the market into a frenzy, making pricing a little bit more expensive and so forth. So when people call and they're like, oh, I want that, you know, 3%, it's really not that right now because things are influencing those rates. Absolutely. How is that affecting then the down payment? If someone purchases at a time like this, what's the down payment look like? Well, down payments are still... Um, a- the same. So you can still go with a three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. You can still go with a 5% for Fannie Mae, uh, 20% down. Those things are not affected. The things that are affected are, um, say, for example, the guidelines. So in the past, if you were buying a home, uh, you didn't need to really have a uh, reserve. Um, even though that sounds crazy, but you didn't. <laughs> uh, so after closing, now they're requiring certain, depending on your credit score, they'll implement a guideline, what they call an overlay, where you need to have three to six months in reserve. Uh, sometimes, depending if it's a, a self-employed borrower, they might ask you to have 12 months of, reser- of reserves. And when they say reserves, they mean whatever your monthly payment is multiplied by 12 months. And that should be a, in a savings account or whatever that they can verify. So there are changes that have come about and that are affecting, you know, like the self-employed borrowers. Uh, if somebody's been, you know, they're verifying income up until the day of closing and the day of funding. So they'll verify income twice even in one day uh, when you're about to fund on your loan. So they're putting, you know, and they're trying to protect themselves, protect the industry and protect the consumer as well because you do want to close, but they want to make sure you're able to pay your mortgage. This makes sense, of course. Run me through real quickly all of the costs then that are associated. I'm assuming those are all the same. Let's let people know what all the costs are when, when buying and selling. Yeah, so the cost, that hasn't changed. It's all the same. So basically you have costs in relation to the loan, which are, it could be an origination fee, there's your appraisal fees, um, you know, that type of thing when it comes to the loan. Uh, Then you have title insurance fees. Uh, Those are fees that are to ensure that the title you're, the title to the property you're purchasing is good from the day of closing. I like to call it from the day of closing backwards. It's like a retro type of policy. Uh, It's ensuring that the history on that property is clean, no needs, no judgments. Uh, So that's something you'll pay for at closing. Uh, There's a survey that needs to be done if it's not a, uh, if it's a single family home, there's dock stamps, uh, government recording fees. Those are things. Uh, If you're a seller, you're gonna pay real estate commission. Uh, Those are basically in a nutshell, the, the fees that you'll still have to go through. Okay. So that hasn't really changed. What about credit scores? Um, obviously, you need a, a nice, good, solid credit score to purchase really anything. Um, yeah. What's that like? Has that changed? Are they kind of lowering that because yeah. of what's going on? Yeah. So what happens initially when this, you know, with this, when, when all this uncertainty comes into the market is credit tightens up. That's the first thing that you see. So before uh, March, say, 10th or the 12th, everything was normal and uh, if you're an FHA borrower, uh, you could buy a loan, you could buy a home with a 580 credit score. You know, that that was okay, Okay. that was acceptable. Now, uh, the minimum credit score is 640. Okay. So they're kind of just tightening up, making sure they're not taking on those risky loans because those are usually the first ones to go. 
Yeah. So that's what you're doing. So that type of thing. If you have a 640, um, the, in other words, the, the better the score, the, the, the less restrictions the loan has. Uh, but you're seeing where they will ask for, if you have a 640, that the debt, typically your debt could be up to 56%. They're bringing that down to 50. So, it, you know, and that's in the FHA loan. So that's, those are the changes that you're seeing. You're just a little bit more restrictions, a little tightening on credit. But if you're still, you know, you're still able, it's still, it's still a good time to buy, I think. Um, I think it's going to even get better because, you know, there's going to be some deals coming along because people are going to want to let, some people might want to let go of, an, of a second home or, you know, they want to be protected as well. So there might be some deals that come to market. And if you're in the market to buy, and you have a steady job, it might not be a bad time. That makes complete sense, yes. Um, so is it harder, though, to get a loan right now? I mean, given that you need the higher credit score, a lot of folks are worried about, um, they're, like you had mentioned, they're worried about bad loans. Is it harder to get one right now? I wouldn't say harder. I think if you're solid, you have no problem. If you have a solid job, you know, let's say, let's use a nurse or a doctor, for example. They're, in, they, they're not losing their jobs anytime soon. So if you have a solid job and you have some savings and so forth, it's definitely a good time and it's not harder. Um, it just becomes where we have to provide more documentation if you're that person who perhaps is, like for example, the self-employed people. So self-employed, they want to make sure that the person is having, you know, that the income is still coming in. So they might ask for 10 days before closing. This is one of the things. 10 days before closing, they want to see that you've had deposits in your bank account, in your business bank account that reflect what you showed as income. So that type of thing. So that's a little bit more complex, say, for the self-employed borrower. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a W-2, you know, vanilla borrower, it shouldn't be any more work than what it's been in the past. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. And, but that brings up a really good point because then you really um, cater to the entrepreneurs. You've got Shake and Not Deterred. That's your podcast. So how is this? You're also an entrepreneur on, on the side of being... Um, you know, mortgage broker, you've got this shake and not deterred. What advice do you give the entrepreneurs going through this right now? Yeah. It, you know, and I, I usually say, do, do not overextend yourself just because been there, done that. <laughs> and I just, I, I just really recognize, and then this is such a good time to like revisit all of those, um, you know, I guess business ideas and, and, and things we have in place to ensure that, we don't go through these types of things. And the reason that it's called shaken, not deterred is because, you know, when I was shook to my core, I just, you have to stay on path. So what happens is, and what I learned from that is that if I have the appropriate reserves, if I don't over leverage myself, if I don't go all in, um, and, and maybe you can do that in your, you know, in your thirties or your twenties, as you get a little older, you don't want to take those risks. So calculated risks, I think are, are what's appropriate. So that's, that's my advice to entrepreneurs. That's good. How has yeah. this all affected you both on both sides of the, the fence? Really? How has it affected your mortgage business? And then how has it affected the entrepreneurial side? Right. So my mortgage business, honestly, thankfully is still good because this is a time where not only are people buying, but they're also wanting to, there's some people who want to do cash out uh, and do some debt consolidation. Uh, they want to take out some money and just have it like, as a reserve in case something happens that they have, they're protected. They have, you know, six months reserves, because I think that's probably a really good number is six months to a year of reserve for, for you to have as a, as a consumer, as a homeowner, as a business person. Uh, so people want to do that. So my business, thankfully, has not really dipped because people are still financing. 
uh, as an entrepreneur with my podcast, I mean, it's just brought so many uh, topics and so many things to talk about, uh, you know, being productive during this time, staying on a schedule, uh, trying to create uh, content during this time and, um, and visit those ideas that maybe we had on the back burner, but now we have a little bit more time maybe. And we want to maybe revisit that and, and, and see if we can create that business that we've wanted to do and just haven't done it. So, yeah. Right. I think a lot of people are starting to realize they've got a creative bug, right? During this time. Yes. yes absolutely. <laughs> Do you know of anyone who's got, who's really created something? I mean, aside from, I think what's so funny is now we've got so many people have become mask makers. You know, there's so many people. I know. And everything. <laughs> but what else have you heard of? Uh, well, let me think. So there's people who are, I, I saw this one teacher who was helping I guess parents of the kids are, were staying at home, so they, she would do just, um, it, not a class like regular schoolwork, but like helping with homework and kind of like just doing some of that aftercare type program, but virtually, which is kind of different, but I mean, it makes sense because they're on, on a Zoom call with the child and maybe the parents are working. Mm-hmm. So now she has this added, um, almost, I don't want to say baby, but like, like after school care type thing for parents who, you know, they can't teach their kids because they got to go run and do their business or do whatever they're doing. So I thought that was pretty innovative. That is very innovative. I like that. Yeah. So many things have come out of this. So what advice do you really give right now to let's go back to the mortgage, the buying, the lending? What advice would you give folks who are interested right now in purchasing something or let's say even selling? Yeah. So I think the purchasing, you know, like anything, you need a game plan. So First, I have a lot of people who call me all the time and they're just, they're at the very beginning stages. And I always say, get a roadmap. It's like going on a road trip. You want to know where you're going, you need a map. So a lot of times, even if you have good credit, even if you have savings, you want to make sure that you know exactly what the steps are. And that the only way to do that is to have a full financial picture. And that's pulling credit. Let me take a look at, you know, bank statements, uh, savings account, everything so that you know exactly where you are. A lot of times people aren't even aware they pull credit and there's something that comes up on their credit report that they're not aware of a collection, a medical collection that you never knew about. And those are things that you want to know ahead of time because if you pay that off, your credit score might go up and that might improve your interest rate. So those are things that you want to do early on and get that. And and any any realtor that you work with is going to want you to be completely pre-approved. So that's number one for a buyer who's going to be buying a home is definitely get pre-approved and look at what options, what loan options you have. You might not want to put down 20% right now because you want to have a little cash just because of everything that's happening. So Mm -hmm. see if that's an option, what that looks like for you. I would definitely say that that's- Yes, that pre-approved is key. That's what, you know, we did with this home, that pre-approved is really key. Um, What do you think is going to happen after all of this goes away? Um, Because there are slight changes as we've been discussing. So what's going to happen once the pandemic disappears? Yeah, I, you know, I am the half full, the glass half full type person, and I have a very positive outlook on what things are going to look like. There will be some bumps in the road, obviously, because there's a lot of people who have lost jobs and so forth. But I think because of this and because of so many people being home and desperate to get out of their houses and go back to work, I think there's going to be a a newfound appreciation for um, our employment and the regular mundane things that we did every single day. I think people are gonna have a desire to, to go to work. You know how many people always were complaining about going to work? I think they're gonna be happy. They're gonna run. <laughs> they're gonna be super happy. Yep. And with that, I think it's gonna come 
the opportunity to buy a home. Um, I've been hearing a lot of realtors talk about uh, homeowners who have been in apartments that they rent and that they're, they're going to want to be in a home in case in the event in the future, if something ever happens, they want to be in a house versus a condo, you know, that type of thing. Uh, so I think that there's definitely going to be opportunity when all of this is over. Um, there always is after, you know, the storm, the sun comes. And I think that there definitely will be opportunity. Well, I like that. That definitely gives people hope. That's good. And I hope you're right because that would be lovely. Now, I do want to get to my sponsor, Cobra Joe Productions. And then what we're going to do is come back and we're going to figure out where we can get some links. I want to you know, tell people where to go, where you can help them if they have any more questions. But uh, let me get up some Cobra Joe Productions here. He's my sponsor and he's fabulous. If you guys have not visited one of his shows yet in downtown Hollywood, I highly recommend you do. Uh, they're the first Sunday of every month in downtown Hollywood. It's the Dream Car Classic and it takes place along Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, Florida between 19th and 20th Avenues from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Dream Car Classic features dozens of classic cars, trucks, exotics, and other one-of-a-kind vehicles on display. Attendance is free for spectators free face painting for the kids of all ages. You can see Cobra Joe Productions Facebook page for more information. And then of course you happen to have right here his phone number if you need to get a hold of him. So, all right. So back with Miriam. Miriam. All right. Where can folks find you? And I do want to make mention that you can mention these links right now. This way people can jot them down, but I will on my YouTube as well as my website and everything. I'm going to put a list of all these links and where folks can find you as well. Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm always on uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook. I do a lot of lives on Facebook talking about different updates and things that are happening uh, in the mortgage market. Uh, I like to do lives where I can help and invite um, first-time homebuyers just to answer questions and things of that nature. Uh, I'm, so on, on Instagram, it's Miriam underscore Gilmore underscore loans. And on Facebook, it's same thing, Miriam underscore Gilmore, underscore loans. (laughs) Uh, So I'm available there. And obviously my website, which is www.truemortgagefl.com. Okay. And you're on LinkedIn as well, just as. Yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. Perfect. These are all great resources. When people are, you know, they have a question, they have, I can't tell you how many folks, you know, in in previous interviews I've done, they're contacting me. What did they say? And I'm like, go back to the YouTube channel. (laughs) So no, folks are very interested in where they can find out where they can get more help and everything. I also have a YouTube channel that I didn't mention. Excellent. Where's that? (laughs) It's just Miriam Gilmore is is on, if you search Miriam Gilmore, I believe that's what it comes up. Okay. And I'll put your link up as well. And of course, we always ask for subscribers, right? So subscribe to mine, subscribe to Miriam's, please. So that's always helpful. Uh, We'll definitely get those links up. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Would you like to add anything else that you think folks would really benefit from? I just think, you know, I I think one thing I'd like to say is that, you know, there's so much negativity out there. There's so much negative news. It's so tough. You know, you go on Facebook and there's just so much... And even political things and everything. And I, I, I feel like if we just kind of like stay in our lane and just kind of stay focused on the positivity and, and getting through this, I think we're all just going to be just fine as long as we get through this with a positive. Because the positivity, it just, it just makes your inner spirit, your inner self, just so much more calm, just so much more in a better place. And I, I, I just like to emphasize to stay 
in a positive mindset. So important. I love ending it on that. Thank you. That is fantastic advice. Miriam, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for all of your knowledge that you've uh, given us today. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.